Who wants to be a superhero? Erica Belfry once did. But after an ill-fated attempt to stop a supervillain's bank robbery, she found herself on the wrong side of the law as the supervillain Princess Crash. Now partnered with Jefferson, alias Weatherman, a crotchety thespian with storm powers, and ironically the same villain she tried to stop in her first heroic venture, Erica finds herself navigating the complicated world behind the cape. One in which every daring hero and villainous heel answers to a corrupt secret organization known only as the Board. Forced to battle heroes in orchestrated public bouts known as capers, Erica for a while enjoyed her new adventures as a pretend villain. That was until she discovered the harsh truth. Although their capers were planned, the consequences of a heel losing a caper and being caught meant going to prison for life. Now caught as pawns in the schemes of the true enemies who control the battleground, Erica and Jefferson recognize the dangers they face. For this is a dangerous world for those who don't play their parts in this theater of heels. Support me on Patreon. Previously on Theater of Heels. For the first time in weeks, Erica and Jefferson come face to faceless with the businessman of the board. Upon seeing the telepathic board member, Erica becomes verbally antagonistic, which causes the businessman to retaliate by using his powers to make Jefferson attack her physically. Shocked at his methods, Erica begrudgingly backs down. The businessman then informs the parent that they will take part of a high-profile A-list caper in the form of a bank heist, after which they are then introduced to the superhero they will face in their next caper, Sprinter. And now, I present you with our current episode. Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Heroes, Heist, and Heels, Part 4, Family Matters. Chapter 20, A New Challenger Approaches. Hey Erica, it's good to see you again. Erica's mouth worked as her thoughts, terrors, and other fleeting feelings tore through her brain like a tornado. The best she could manage was a little wave. Hi. Sprinter's grin broadened. Hi yourself. Jefferson said, hello. He offered his hand to shake Sprinter's. Sprinter turned to look at Jefferson and his expression darkened to a glare. He sniffed, ignoring the proffered hand. Huh. Jefferson's face tightened as he let his hand drop before returning to his seat, glaring. Erica glanced between Jefferson and Sprinter nervously. She tentatively said, It's, um, good to see you again, Sprinter. It's good to see you too, Erica. And please, we're not duking out in public, so call me Harry. You got it, Harry. Beside her, Jefferson rolled his eyes. Harry clocked his reaction and scowled. Jefferson met his eyes. The two men stared at each other for several tense seconds. Erica watched the interaction, unsure of what to do. Across the table, the businessman sat back, clearly enjoying the show. That's right! I hope that doesn't put too much of a damper on our relationship, he said playfully. But I'm planning on winning. I do have a reputation to maintain. Erica's face fell. Sorry, Harry. But you unintentionally sending me to prison for life is kind of a deal breaker. Across the table, the businessman snorted. She glared at him. Harry, noticing her shift in mood, sobered his expression. Listen, I know your last caper was nothing if not traumatic. Naomi, or sleek as you know, is... Erica held up her hands. 
Please don't get me. She's really a nice person if you only got to know her spiel. What? Harry's eyes bulge. No. God, no. Erica stared up in surprise. Harry shook his head, chuckling darkly. Sleek? Nice? Not even close. In fact, she's so much worse once you get to know her. You really feel that way? Well, I thought all of you guys were friends. Harry's body shimmered before suddenly appearing in a seat at the end of the table. He moved it from the side businessman to the opposite side of the table of Jefferson. He casually lounged against the table. Please, Namio and I are not friends. I'm friends with Ryan, you know, Spearhawk, and so is she. But as far as I know, he is the only person that she is actively nice to. That and his little sister April, but it's impossible not to like that little nugget. Jefferson asked. Do you mean the young lady that we met with you folks the last time we saw you together? Harry frowned at him before he smoothed his expression. Yeah, that's her. She was quite the charming young lady, said Jefferson. Harry nodded as he looked at him with an inscrutable expression. He sighed as he made some sort of internal decision and said, You know, you made quite the impression on her. He did? said Erica. Jefferson tilted his head. Did I? Yeah, said Harry, smiling faintly. She loved that little frozen fire so much that the moment you guys left, she made me use my super speed to rush it to their home and place it in their freezer. It's still there to this day. Really? Jefferson asked, smiling. Yeah, Ryan tells me and she looks at it every day. She even picked up a book on Shakespeare's sonnets or something. Erica turned to squeeze her partner's shoulder. That's adorable. Jefferson patted her hand. I knew that she was special. That she is. Harry regarded him. April brings out the best in people. Sleek, who's a royal pain in the... <clears throat> who's not very nice to anyone, save April herself, and of course, Ryan. So, Sleek and Ryan are not dating? Erica asked tentatively. Harry grabbed his heart. Oh man, not you too. What? Erica's eyes bulged. Harry sighed before grinning at her. Here I am, actively hitting on you, and you're pining over that big dork. Erica's face fell. What? I... I... Harry held up his hand to laugh good dangerously. <laughs> it's okay. I've been hanging out with Ryan for years. This isn't the first time I watched someone I, like, fixate on that man. He exhaled slowly. You would think I'd be used to it by now. His words caught up with her brain, which ratcheted to a standstill. Erica stared at Sprinter's mouth working. Wait a minute, she blurted out. You like me? His easy grin broadened. Well, yeah. Erica could only stare at him. And you just came out and said it? He shrugged. Why not? Erica sat back in her seat. It said that it was two feet to her left. She almost fell to the floor, but there was a sudden shift in the wind, and she found the seat just beneath her. Whoa. It would be best if you watch where you sit, Harry said playfully. Thanks, she said breathlessly. Her mind was still reeling. Across the table, the businessman groaned. Behind her, Jefferson rubbed the temple. This can't be happening. Harry spared them both a quick glare before he turned his full attention back on her, smiling. Listen, when I'm in my hyperspeed state, I spend a lot of time up here. He tapped the side of his head. I can't deal with the dithering will they or won't they stuff. It just, it's crazy making. I would rather put things out there directly and let what happens happen. 
If it does, awesome. If it doesn't, you shrugged. What can I say? I move on quick. <sighs> Erica whispered as she tried to budge her brain into action. That's pretty cool. I would... The businessman interrupted. Fascinating as your possible budding romance might be. May I remind you why we are all here? Harry and Erica looked at the businessman with a sudden start. Behind her, Jefferson failed to hide a sudden grin. We are here to discuss your next caper, where you two lovebirds will be expected to combat each other. Is that understood? Erica nodded. Fine, said Harry. He grinned at Erica. I'm willing to put aside our budding romance, as you call it, to talk business. Erica blushed and looked away. Behind her, Jefferson grumbled. Spare me. Lovely, the businessman said sarcastically. First and foremost, do the parties agree to be involved in this bank robbery heist caper? Sprinter, you will portray the local hero who will rush in to save said citizens and attempt to apprehend said villains, Weatherman and Princess Crash. Absolutely, Sprinter said beaming. Good, said the businessman. Sign here. A document suddenly appeared in front of Sprinter. The hero's form blurred as his hand scrawled his signature across the page. He grinned at Erica. This is going to be fun. Erica felt her heart hammer in her chest in great visceral slams. It was clear that Sprinter, or rather Harry, thought these capers were just fun spectacles. To him, it was a lark, not a contest of life or death. He never had his life on the line. He never had his family threatened with a life-ending contract. He never had his freedom brutally taken from him. He was just a man with superpowers, playing a privileged role. Sure, his powers made him super, but did he truly earn the title of hero? As this quick succession of thoughts tumbled across the matrix of her mind, the businessman drone on. As the hero of this caper, you will try your utmost to stop your opponents by any means that you deem necessary. You will, of course, be compensated handsomely for each villain you apprehend. Stopping them from stealing the bank's assets will earn you $100,000. In addition, for each villain you successfully detain long enough for them to be placed in custody by the Superpower Containment Division, you will earn $250,000. Erica and Jefferson froze. Jefferson found his voice first. I'm sorry, did you just say $250,000? Yes, said the businessman. For each of you, he captures. But it has never been so high before, stammered Jefferson. Even though you do not have the fame points to support it, your partner's ranking clearly makes this encounter an A-list caper. Therefore, you and your heroic counterparts are dealing with A-list level payouts. Yep, agreed Harry playfully. You two better be on your A-game because you're going down. I have a reputation to uphold, and that prize money is mine. Erica sat back in her chair. Visions of their last encounter with Sleek flashed before her. Jefferson and Harry saw her sudden shift in demeanor. The businessman noticed too, but he could clearly care less. He checked his watch impatiently. Hey, Erica, are you okay? She obviously isn't, you dope, snapped Jefferson. The last caper we had was against Sleek who nearly killed her. 
What? Oh. Harry knelt in front of her. Listen, Erica, I'm not sleek. She's psychotic. I honestly just want to have a fun caper with you. Erica shook her head, trying unsuccessfully to dodge the stream of violent flashbacks. She croaked. You don't know what you're saying. He offered her a placating smile. Of course I do. I've done this dozens of times. Erica asked him, How many times did you win? Internally, she begged, Please say something neutral. Please play it off with a joke. Say anything but... Harry smiled at her proudly. Not to brag, but I won most of them. From his seat across the table, she could feel the businessman ooze cruel mirth. Harry? She breathed. Yeah. You have to know that... Erica winced as a jolt of psychic pain jackhammered through her mind, clamping her mouth shut. Through the sudden tears streaming down her eyes, she glanced at the businessman. She could feel a smirk as he said just to her, Ah, 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 Miss Belfry. Some information would be a breach of your contract. She cursed herself. She couldn't tell Harry anything about the consequences. No matter how badly she wanted or needed to explain, there's no way she could tell him about the imprisonment of all the heels. The people he thought of as friends and co-workers who were playing along in this giant secret game of super cops and robbers were playing for real-world consequences. And Harry, as Sprinter, was the ultimate superpower cop who was unintentionally dealing out the harshest of punishments. She looked into Harry's concerned face. Are you okay? He gently dabbed at one of the tears running down her cheek with a handkerchief. She stared down at the cloth, then at the man holding it. Who carries a handkerchief anymore? Harry does. He was a kind, playful man who would truly be devastated to realize the consequences of his actions. She shook her head as she answered him. No, I have a sudden migraine. Oh, he glanced over at the businessman putting two and two together. Is there anything I can do to help? He asked. She shook her head. The businessman answered for her. Yes, we can get on with this tedious meeting. Unlike you, I have important matters to attend to. I'm sure you do, growled Harry. He then handed her his handkerchief. Here, take this. It had HF embroidered in the corner with a symbol for wind. Erica tried to hand it back. Oh, Harry, I can't take this. He held up his hand. It's okay, really. Are you sure? She asked. He said take the rack. The businessman voice gonged in their minds. The three of them collapsed to the floor, grabbing their heads. Erica grunted and sluggishly rose. She touched her nose and felt a trickle of blood. Jefferson and Harry quickly followed suit. Harry groaned. Not cool, man. Jefferson stood with lightning arcing out of his eyes. I have half a mind to fry you where you sit! The businessman regarded him levelly. Try it, Mr. Jefferson, and I assure you will not keep either half of your mind when I'm finished with you. Now sit down! Jefferson stared at him for several seconds, his chest heaving. Jefferson, don't! Erica pleaded. Jefferson exhaled heavily. Fine. The businessman nodded in satisfaction. Good. Now that all that extraneous business is put to rest, let us finish with this tedious meeting so I can get back on schedule. 
Discover what's happening on the next episode of Theater of Heels after these messages. On the next episode of Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Heroes, Tice, and Heels. Once their meeting about their Netscaper has concluded, Erica and Sprinter spend time together, with Jefferson Toe playing reluctant chaperone. Even though they are soon to be adversaries, sparks begin to fly between Erica and Sprinter, prompting Jefferson to step in and set some ground rules. Before the trio can unpack their personal feelings, they inadvertently bear witness to an event that will rock the superhuman community. Tune in next week for Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Chapter 21, Connection Speed. See you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Theater of Heels. I hope you enjoyed my tale of heroes and villains. If you like this story, perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. I also have another podcast titled Stories by the Fire. It's an eclectic range of short stories and longer epics told in a darker ambiance. All these tales and more are available on my website, ChristopherChansey.com, and my YouTube channel. Theater of Heels and my other novels are also available on Amazon.com and other fine book retailers. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. There you get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels, as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May your journey always be a heroic one. Farewell.